Let's go. We are back. The big episode 10, one zero Bernard. Done well. Hey, we're getting up there. We are. 10 episodes in. TikTok followers climbing. I, I think we're climbing the charts here on these rugby league podcasts. People are... People are starting to take notice, producer. Yeah, people Shay. are getting around the boys. I, I want to say we're close to the number one rugby league podcast on TikTok, and mm. then we just cracked the the top twenty. Yeah, no, no, we're doing something right, but we've got a big episode planned for today. Another big weekend of sport. Adama, we've got some fan questions coming in. Let's jump we do, straight into it. Before we do that, Bernard, I want to I want to talk to you about something because you you've been sweeping the social media world oh, with yeah. your performance. Handing out election pamphlets. Mm. Tell me a little bit about that, man, because you're you are very close to getting on my podium. Well, mate, election season is a very polarizing season. You know, people are picking sides. Me and my brother Nick, we just thought, let's get out there, let's let's campaign for all parties, right? Yes, we went there, cheated up a lot of the parties, got some reactions out of the few volunteers, some funny reactions. I don't know why people take you know take everything to heart <laughs> man, so that was much. So good. But it was it was funny. We got out there. We were campaigning for the Greens. I chucked the pink wig on. The Greens were backing you as well. They, 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 they didn't it. mind it. Yeah, they thought you know they thought this guy's for the party. Who was the most hostile party? Definitely the uh, the Labor Party. Yeah, they yeah. Did. Oh yeah, she, your brother was. She bit back a bit a fair bit. Um, one of the Karens uh, handing out flyers <laughs> out in Nashville. <laughs> the Chinese. But um, no mate, elections done and dusted. We got a new prime minister. Albo. Uh, you know, it, social media is so polarizing because it's like oh you know you got the people. On the liberal side, oh, you know, Australia, you know, what, what's Australia? We're all it won't finished be easy like that. Down there, easy. But mate, really, nothing's going to change. Everyone, just carry on with your daily lives. Let's all enjoy our sport, get along. Uh, you know, nothing's really. Gonna Rookie of the like. year goes to your brother. He was great. Is mate, he your twin brother or younger brother? Yeah, we're twins. You're we're twins. twins. So, but um, he's just burst onto the scene a little bit later. Uh, yeah, it happens yeah. in sport, you know, even though you're twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like he's um. He helps me out, especially with like a lot of the filming and the writing and stuff yeah. like that. So it was good to get him a, a jersey on on the uh, election sketches, and he's he's loving it. He's having a bit of fun as well. So keep an eye How out. How far for, are you standing Nick. away when you're filming that? Not very far. Not very I don't far. think really many people cared because like the parties that were filming, they're filming their you know okay, social so stuff as well. In. So it looked like we were just blending in. So no one really cared. It's not like you can do that up close all the time, though. I'm sure uh, a lot of people voted for the People's Premier. Mm-hmm. As you said, Bernard, it's fan question time. This one's coming in from Claudio. Who is the next NRL coach to be sacked? Well, on the back of Trent Barrett, you know, a lot of people would have had him first in line to be sacked. Um, And a lot of people are saying that he knew his fate after he lost to Newcastle, but... Yeah, a lot I'm of people gonna, saying he knew his fate the second Gus pulled on the... second he took the whistle, it, yeah. was, it was the beginning of the oh, end. There you go, but... I don't know. Who are the teams that are down and out at the moment? West Tigers have kind of turned it around. Yeah. New Zealand Warriors have come out and said they're back and Nathan Brown to be I a long-term coach. Mm, thinking about it, you'd say probably Nathan Brown Nathan from Brown. the Warriors is the next to go. Yeah. I the agree. only thing saving him at the moment is the fact that they are playing away from New Zealand. So. And then I think borderline next coach to be sacked, Holbrook at the Titans. If they if they, they don't start, the top, they made the top eight last year, but they're yeah. they're disappointed. They just got no spine. And then also the Newcastle coach. If they don't, Adam O'Brien, yeah. If they don't start performing, you know, to a standard of like they've got a roster of, yeah. of players. You know what I mean? They've got Gagai in the centres. They've got Ponga at fullback. They've got a decent forward pack. If they don't start performing and and continue to get beaten heavily, I'm talking by big margins. Then that discussion's going to spark up. Could he be the next coach? We've spoken about it before. What is it about the Warriors? Like why are they so average? I think it's they a mix should of, be like the amount of juniors that come from yeah. New Zealand and play for every other team in the NRL. What is it? Is it a? It's a mix of not having a decent spine that they've had together for a couple of years. Yeah. Because remember they were successful when they had Jimmy Maloney and and Sean Johnson in the halves. What a team that was! That twenty. You know what I mean? So they need a good a good spine for one, and you know losing Roger Tuivasa-Sheck was, was a big, massive yeah. out for them. So and then it's just. You know that the the Warriors are always going to have a somewhat decent pack. Fanua Blake's one of the best forwards in the comp. So it's sorting out their spine and then just filling in the outside backs. But, yeah, I just think they can't really recruit well because it's not enticing for people to go nah, to the go Warriors. To Look at Matt Lodge, yeah. for example. He just said, no, nah, I just I want out. I Signed can't for commit. the Warriors but couldn't commit to going to New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> He's so. getting roasted for that as well. Do you think maybe they need that just an older head? Like They've tried it before. Remember they had Blake Green. Sean Johnson, I guess, was is supposed to be that. But I don't know what it is about the yeah, Warriors. They need a mix of experienced players and, and a good spine to and build around them, sign them on long-term deals, and then and recruit from that. As I said, I think Nathan Brown's in the hot seat because they haven't played a good game this year. Even though they've won a couple games, they've been really, really average. Mm-hmm. 
Great question from Claudia. This one is from Joey underscore 93. Oof, this is a good one. Is Turbo really worth a million dollars? He always gets injured. I mean, after doing his shoulder last week, if you if you look at the amount of games he's been playing the last three seasons, I know he had a blinder of a season in 21, but no, I, I don't think he's worth the million anymore. I, I know I know it's Be early. Cool. It's just because, you know, he's well, he's too injury prone. If it's not his hamstring... Mm. You know, it, it's gonna it's his shoulder now, but it's how many how many games you got to be playing a certain amount yeah. of games. Like Tedesco, for example, I know he's done his ACL twice, but he's been but he's been his longevity playing, yeah. has been very consistent, and he's you could say he's worth a million in any team that he's in. Whereas Turbo, over the last few seasons, unless he has a a season where he's you know not getting injured and playing to that high performance, because this year it hasn't been a twenty one season for him. You could you could say Cherry Evans has been their best player. Cherry Evans has been great. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Cherry's been, uh, Tommy looked even when he was playing though, like he was maybe rushed back. Like he's just looked really. And I also just, just think, cooked, I think teams have just identified him as he's their he's their go to player. Let's rush up on him when they've he's also out chilled the out on the six again rules as well. It's not like it was touch footy last year. It was so quick around the ruck, and they just couldn't handle Trebojevic. So I'm going to say on current form, and based on how prone he is to injury, I'm going to say. He's he's not worth the million dollars that they're paying him, and over, it's over a million dollars. I still think he's worth a million dollars, purely based on, on talent alone. Yeah. But if he was to have another injury ravaged season, then you seriously got to consider it, because he's on a long term deal. He's on a long term deal. But look at the state of the NRL. If Luke Brooks is worth nine hundred, but, but I'm saying mainly now have to look at okay, if he's going to continue to get injured, do we have to start looking at repurposing elsewhere, re restructuring our salary cap? Who can we start yeah. recruiting? Because if you're only getting good thing for Manly is they didn't look that bad when he was out. Yeah, so yeah. Garrett goes to fullback or Schuster playing six now with Shoren gone. Schuster looked good. They were very unlucky not to win that game against Para. I thought there was a couple, couple dud calls that didn't go their way, but they still look good. Cherry's in the best form of his life. I never get it, man. We whenever we post the Cherry Evans video, he gets a lot he of gets hate. Hated. I don't know why, why the cherry hate. Is it because of what he did to the Titans all those yeah, years he's ago? He's a Queenslander. Not many people are too fond he's of Queenslanders. He's a nice guy. I think he's very well spoken as well. He's very well, <laughs> he's spoken. Very well spoken. But yeah, apparently, he's it gets, a, it gets un, un... apparently he's a bit rowdy as well. Does I've he? heard rumours. Yeah, okay. apparently like we don't see the real cherry. And he's a great player. One of the informed players in the comp. Definitely one of the Speaking best of inform, it's time to do our podium, Bernard. Mm-hmm. Gold, silver, bronze, and a participation medal. Kick it off with your bronze medal. Bronze medal for me is going to the Cowboys. Cause How about we've, them Cowboys? Yeah, we've been kind of sitting on the fence with them because... We've been uncertain. Because they won a lot of home games, you know, and they haven't beat, you know, the the teams in the yep. comp, ben, being Penrith and Melbourne. They, well, they did. They, they pumped Parra, and now they've beaten Melbourne. Now there's an asterisk on that because it's an injury-ravaged... Melbourne, no Jerome Hughes, Still, no Pappenhausen. They took them to the cleaners. But they bashed them. Yeah. They, they're a top four team. So I'm saying, are Cowboys the real deal now? The Cowboys are the real deal. They're a top four team, I a- think. And what's changed? You think it's Chad Townsend, Chad Townsend's in, come in, in the mix? Chad Townsend's come in. He's that calm head. Ruben Cotto's burst on the scene. Reese Robson. They've just got a great team. From yeah. 1 to 13, the only sour note is Taumalolo. And Kyle Felt getting injured. Talmalolo especially will be a huge loss. Like, Talungi's come through. He looks great. Yep. Nenai's been one of the best players in the comp. They've just got a really well-rounded team. And Chad's just provided that that cool, calm head. And, and Scotty Drinkwater at fullback as well. It's, they're it's playing a, good footy. They're playing good footy. I, like, they're really, definitely a top eight team. I'm still a little bit on the fence. Like, let's see how they look, go it's against time, You know what? It's time to crown him because they, they beat Para. They beat Melbourne. Obviously, Melbourne. I, I even thought, like with Jerome Hughes being out, I still thought Melbourne would have put up a decent fight. But it just looks like without you lose two members of your spine in Melbourne, they, they struggle. They've been by a Who, big margin. Who's I, a bigger loss there, Hughes or Pappenhausen? I think Hughes. I think so too. You know why? Because I think Meany can slot in at fullback, or they've do, got. Do you remember last season as well when Pappenhausen was out? Nico Hines came Nico in. Nico Hines slotted up. in. You know, and they've got. They've got they've got a bit of depth, yeah. but I think you take a seven or six out. Like I, I think the same thing goes for Munster. If Munster was out, Hughes is is, is he the most underrated? He's the most underrated uh, one I, out of that I court. I put him, I put him number three halves in the like in terms of halves in the comp because Cherry Evans, Cleary as your number two, and he's in the mix with those guys. To be fair to the Storm, if 
pretty much any team in the comp lost their seven and their one. Like if Dylan Edwards and Cleary yeah. were out for Penrith, but next in week, terms of who's lose? a bigger loss, I think you can plug in another player for Pappenhausen at one. Whereas yeah. Hughes is very He's hard to unreplaceable. Replace. They try to put Harry Grant in at seven. That didn't, didn't really work. work. Didn't work. You know what I mean? They they named Meany in the halves at the start of the week, but they didn't go with that. So they're, they they're, they're in a bit back. of trouble. They, they need definitely Hughes need Hughes back. back. Badly. The biggest six o'clock game ever, though. Penrith versus the Cowboys. That little drive home game, the six o'clock game. It's Why never been you bigger. Put that at six o'clock. That's it's weird that they don't do what the NFL does and flex games. So they come out with the the NFL. If anyone doesn't know what a flex is, they come out with the schedule at the start of the year. Then if you have a scenario like this where two teams are both you know a top of the table uh, clash, and hot. you weren't expecting it to be like, you can move it to a prime time. Like let's yeah. all right, we'll move it to Sunday four it o'clock. Needs to be done because people neglect that six o'clock game. I don't mind it as a fan viewing it, but yeah, going to it. It's tough. Mate, you roll in at halftime. You'll see a lot of Penrith fans roll in at halftime, but that's the biggest one ever. I'm very keen to see the Cowboys. Penrith looked very good, man. What are you, what are you taking for bronze? My bronze medal is going to be the small grounds, the suburban grounds in the NRL. Leichhardt Oval, the NRL took a game to Dubbo. It just made me think, Bernard, footy is better when it's played at suburban grounds. Give me Leichhardt Oval, even when it's pissing down raining, or give me that beautiful Sunday Arvo at Dubbo over... 8,000 people at a core stadium any day of the week. Oh, I was at. You were at. I was at the Leichhardt game. Yeah, was I was like? getting a few fan interviews in there, just asking, you know, the Bulldogs faithful that showed up to Leichhardt. Hang on. So let me interrupt you, though. What was the go with the Tigers stealing the dog's thunder and playing the Lebo drums? What was that? This Surely ridiculous. there's only one club in the NRL now, that's allowed to use Lebo drums, and it's the Canterbury Bulldogs. I don't speak for all Lebanese people. Right. Of course not. Okay. But it's a Bulldogs thing. Okay, if, especially in the and NRL. The shithousery, though, to do it against the Bulldogs. They they, they play the drums. Was it an Alex Twile thing? Because he was. Because he's playing his. What, uh, is it 100 games 100 for Alex Twile? Yeah. And it's it's sad. I signed the petition from uh, NRL Rose, put out a petition, yeah. get, get um, you know, Twile over the line. And Did it you will see storm Andrew the Boss field. before the game go, I'm commentating. If he scores, I'm losing my shit. No, no, no. If he, if he scored, I would have stormed like I'd over. I was there for. It'll be bigger than Buddy Franklin. When yeah, Alex no, Twile scores, exactly. he's. First try. But, um, no, no. I, I think that is ridiculous. They Because when you think of West Tigers, you think of the West. The West. Camden. They're not Campbell really Town. playing the dub no. gear like they do at And weddings. even like Lily you know Field, mean? Breakfast Point, yeah. all those hipsters that live there. I don't think there's a lot there. of Lebos out that way. It's definitely a Canterbury Bulldogs thing. It might not even be a Parramatta thing. I've seen it at Parramatta. Only one team is allowed the Lebo drums. It's the Bulldogs. It's got to be the Canterbury, Canterbury Bulldogs. At Belmore, which is coming up soon, you might see me out there. But look, I was there at Leichhardt. It was pumping, and it was a packed house. I was just there asking fans, you know, if you think Trent Barrett should be sacked or what would you what want to say to Gus Gould? Consensus? They said yes. Yeah. They said he's got a terrible winning record. There was a couple of swear words down at, uh, aimed at Gus Gould really? from the audience, from Tigers and uh, really? Bulldogs fans. Yeah, so but just people's suburban, patience are wearing thin with the Gus. The suburban feel there is just like it's nice. It's tight knit. So the, good, it's man. a great atmosphere, and it actually makes you want to go to games. Whereas you go to an Accor Stadium or an, uh, you know, uh, a Sydney Cricket Ground, oh, it's just Sydney Cricket Ground is hopeless. It's to go shit to. to watch there. It's a terrible atmosphere. If you go to more smaller venues uh, and more suburban grounds, it's going to entice people. Let's go to the game. But then also, let's say it starts packing it out. Then you go. The demand then increases. Then yes. if you want to do an Accor, you might get thirty or forty thousand. You, you could also just leave it for Origin. Leave it for the Grand Finals. Leave for the big games. I'm happy with that. I'm you know happy I mean? with that. What's your silver medal? My silver medal is going to Floyd Money Mayweather. What's he done now? Now he's had the first NFT fight in Dubai. He's come out of retirement. I think the tax man was calling again for Floyd. He's been sued by, by, uh, by Logan, Logan Paul, Paul yeah. for not being paid. Logan, you should have sorted that out pre-fight because you know Floyd's a little bit dodgy yeah. with these. He's, he's got a past of doing it. But Floyd, again, he's still the best boxer in the game. He still looks as sharp as ever. I watched a few highlights of the fight because it did go under the radar, this fight. Did you even know what was happening? I had no idea. That's what I mean. Um, and again, just clinical from Floyd. Can you explain to me, man, what is an NFT? I reckon I've asked 100 <laughs> people this and I've still never yeah, got the straight answer. I don't answer. really know it, you know, too well. It's just like a ticket, mate. It's just, okay. it's like having a ticket and it's an exclusive. It's, it's a just ticket yours. of yourself. It's, it's so they, people, NFT holders of this fight had exclusive rights to watch this fight wherever it was in, in the metaverse or some bullshit. But... They watched this fight. I didn't really know it was on, but Floyd was clinical nonetheless. He was having fun in the ring. Nice payday. He was, yeah, nice yeah, payday lovely. in Dubai from the, the Saudi billionaires. And, and he was just, you know, he was chatting to the commentators. He was holding the ring girls, you know, round numbers. He was just having fun out there. And he, he could still, you know, be in there with the best of them, I think. 
Look, I, as I said, I have no idea what an NFT is, but <laughs> I'd buy an NFT for this kid coming up for my silver medal. Jack Ginnivan. He's been on here before. This is his second appearance on my podium. He's killing it. He plays for Collingwood. He's becoming one of my favorite players. Earlier in the season when he won, he, he they beat St Kilda. And he was celebrating with the fans. And Kane Corns used to play for Port Adelaide. Mm -hmm. Came out and was like, oh, you know, he needs to be humble. He needs to show respect. He's got a little bit of something, something. You know, he's got a little bit of yeah. a little bit of balls. Character gonna, in him. You know what he is? I'm going to say it away from the camera. He's a sick <laughs> That's what he is. There's no other way to describe him. He's an SK. And there aren't enough SKs <laughs> in Australian sport at the moment. So Jack Ginnivan never changed. Now playing Fremantle. He's running up the score. They beat them as well. Big win. And then he's mm. celebrating before he kicked the goals. And then he gives it to the Fremantle fans as well. As well, always, you know, the the fairies, they were, they were offended by this. Jack Ginnivan, never changed. Keep doing what you're doing. Because there's not, a lot of, not enough characters in sport. I mean, they beat Freo over the weekend. But you could name characters across both sporting codes, rugby league and AFL, on maybe two hands. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. lucky. Dusty, Dusty. The Cheese. You know, Ginnivan now. Ginnivan, I'll put him up there. Yeah. Maybe... Rudolph at Sharks. Yeah. He's getting enough. But even then, whenever they try and have a moment, do you remember Rudolph's interview? Yeah. When he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Northeast. Bang. He gets squashed straight away. And I think the, got, the know, same yeah. thing's happening to Gideon. I think now people are telling him like, oh, hush, hush. Keep doing you, bro. Yeah. We love on. you. We need more We need more of them because American sports is full of them. No, Bob, I, I agree. I agree. And, and it shouldn't be frowned upon by your Buzz Rothfields and your Paul Kents. Well, they're always, journos are always going to hate it, let but the, they're let, stiffs. Let the players, you know, be themselves and have a bit of fun. I know they're representing you know, brands and clubs and stuff like that. But it's it's better for the fans, I reckon. No, I agree. Gold medal time. Gold medal for me. And I think they've got more golds than anyone on, on our program. The Penrith Panthers. They're proven they to be, yeah, just a clinical side. Full strength. I don't really see many teams beating them. And, and, and even Melbourne being full strength, Para being full strength. I know Para beating them early in the year, but... When they're on, they're on. Luai yep. had a great showing, really showing that he's he's the Origin Six for a reason. Coruscant. Coruscant. Yo. yo, exactly right. Like, I know Andrew Johns has come out and said their forwards lay the platform for them. They've got the yep. best ball playing forwards in the comp. They're just, they're just a clinical team. And it just goes to show, like, the system that they have in place. Ivan Cleary deserves a lot of credit. But I just don't see them – I just see them being in the grand final hands down. So It's them daylight everyone else. Yeah. In the first half, the Roosters didn't play bad. No, no. 30 minutes, they were up for it. Panthers are just a level above. But they're just... And even defensively, they were great. They shut that's down. That's what I mean. And to beat a, a Roosters team by that margin... They shut down They just halves. grinded they them throughout down, like, the game. Suwali, everyone. Yeah. They, they just know how to win there. Did you I, see that shot Suwali put on? Oh, how good kick was that? Get that in here. 18-year-old. It's probably like 90-plus kilos. And he runs hard. Now we're starting to see why there was so much hype on him when he was coming yeah. through. So while he's a beast, he put Kikau on his ass. And then Kikau lined him up and tried to hit him after yeah. as well. That was good. It's but good to see. They were, uh, and the scoreboard, I don't even, as a Roosters fan, I wasn't even like too upset. It's just no. nothing we could have done. Coruscant, Luai. It's gonna be, I'm, I'm keen to see how many Penrith players are going to get picked well, yeah, I reckon that's pretty much... Roos's full strength by your hooker, Sam Verrill. Yeah, who hasn't there. been there. Connor Watson yet. came off the bench. But, like, Roos's are borderline that team. They're, they're you know, as in fringe four. But I'm just saying that Penrith are just too clinical to yeah. be doing that to a Roos's team. Uh, they're, they're the team to beat. They're the team to beat. I don't know who's going to beat them. Gold medal for me, Nico Big Dicko Hines. Mm-hmm. Storm now. He's coming second in the Dalian points. Another man of the match performance. Bernard, we did a million dollar list a couple weeks ago. You know, players we thought are worth a million dollars. Nico Hines is worth a million dollars, man. He's a freak. He's versatile. It's, it's too early to nah, say No, I'm that. slapping it on him. I'd give him a million dollars. You wouldn't give him him. You're saying you're the okay, Dolphins. What, what if he has a string of shit performances in the next few oh, weeks? Man, he's just, he's a fucking beast. I, I, I'm just saying, you know, you have your Parramatta where they, where they get off to an early good start of the season nah, and they go through that I long think, period. I think Hines is I legit. think he's, a, uh, and, and you pointed it out last week, you said, don't move him from seven. Nah. And they, Especially and when he's firing. They kept him there and they had the, the Olympian at fullback and he did great. Yeah, I think he needs to be their seven. They play better. They get better attacking opportunities yeah. when, when he's at seven and directing the team. I like how he plays. I just think it's too early to say he's a million dollar player or he, I, I think he's, He's in the conversation of pushing in your top five halves. If in the he re-signed right tomorrow for a million dollars, he goes on the open market. He'd get a mil, no questions asked. And he's versatile as well. He can do everything. Yeah, let, let's let's see how he goes after a full season and see where yeah. where where Kiranala end up. But he's he's definitely the emerging seven. And 
You know what? I think he's a smoky for Origin at this point. I think so. As a 14, in that 14 spot. Well, we're going to talk about Origin in the HIA. Before we do that, though, let's hand out our participation awards. We, we touched on this earlier. My participation, your, your well done medal, is the Manly Seagulls and, and Toby Turbo. Because a little bit harsh. I think. A little bit harsh. You know, that their roster hasn't changed too much over the last few seasons. And they're just. I think a lot of teams have found them out. Bar Cherry Evans being their best player. Turbo now being injured, I just think they're, they're going to go through it. We, we touched on Turbo not being a. a is he going to be worth a million dollars? A million dollars if he continues to get injured on his long-term deal. But I just think, yeah, it's. I I see teams like the Gold Coast, St George, that on any given day they could beat a Manly Seagulls because then they haven't been too convincing. Does that yeah. make sense? No, I get you. You could put the pencils through them now without Turbo. Not that they look like a Premiership team this season anyway, but. Because yeah. the NRL physio came out when he got in. He was like, look, it could be a, a three-week injury if he doesn't like, opt to get rough. surgery. And then when it came out yeah, he's over, no on the luck. Saturday that he's like, this is a season-ending season well, injury. Well, they said best-case scenario, he's back in 10 weeks, so like right before the end of the season. But he's had no luck. I just wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't. I just Let's just bring him back fresh for a new season. Try and come back the best you can. Try and get a new kid. Because they've got plenty of young backs, cooler, um, Tupalutu, they've mm. got they've got a few good young backs. Maybe they just try and find his replacement because they have been too Tommy reliant this year. Their players, as I said before, they're playing better. They seem to be playing better without him because Cherry's just been putting a clinic on. Yeah, but yeah, it and sucks. Think, think I, about that with Foran going next year. You're gonna have to plug in yeah, Schuster, Schuster as your or, um, oh, what's his name? Sec- uh, little brother. Oh, Manasi Fainu's Manasi uh, Fainu. younger brother. Apparently, he's a freak. Okay, yeah, and yeah. you got Fainu coming back, so it's not all you know. He'll be a big in. In dire straits for... What's going on with him? Manly? Is he playing or... I think his court case is on the horizon. That's so been going on for ages. It has been, but I think he's, he's fair, he looks like he's fairly confident and I think he'll be a much needed in for, for Manly. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I just think, yeah, for the rest of the season, it's not looking too good for Manly. That's nah, why I get my not, participation. It's not. Look, they'll, they'll slide into the eight, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be doing too much. This team will be lucky to get into the eight the way they're playing. My participation medal goes to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Latrolis. Latrolis, South Sydney Rabbitohs. So we'll cut them a bit of slack, but it's been a disaster for them this season. They were rubbish against Canberra. They could honestly have one of like one to five at the moment could be the worst in the comp. Like they're out, their really? back line is very, very, very average. Cody Walker's a shell of himself. I feel bad for Lockie Elias. He's trying, but mm. they need to do something. They got Cody Nicarima in there. They, they, they lost Wayne Bennett. Cookie looks... Yeah. Cookie I, I just, just think doesn't I, look himself. They're a different team with Latrell in there yeah. because he draws so much attention, you know, from, from he defenders. Really, he, the, like, does he really change them that it, massively? You know why he does? What's, because Latrell's sweeping out the back. That gives, left side, all of a sudden, it gives a lot, a lot less pressure on Walker to do to do things. Yeah, and create yeah, that's things. true. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I just think without them, they're not the same. Without Latrell, they're not the same team, and that's why. And you know, I think Murray being out as well, um, they're saying he could be right for Origin. Yeah, well, apparently he wasn't going to be, and now he's come out and said, yeah. "No, he'll be sweet." Yeah, they, yeah, they've had a couple big outs injury wise. But, but saying that, like Canberra, only win games when a team is. But, you know, not not their best, and Souths are not at their hey, best. To be fair, the Canberra moment. they beat the Sharks and they they battered Souths. So Especially the first half, they were taking the Mickey, the little flick, no look yeah, passes. It's nice and Josh Papali get over the line as well. Yeah, in game two fifty for the big fella. But Souths got a big problem. They, they do, they, they need, do. They I need think, to try something different. When's the troll back? He, he's not far off. I think. Yeah, yeah I think they he's need a couple him of weeks back. Off. You're right though. He'll come into that team. And he'll make everyone around him better. But even like their forwards, they don't have much apart from. Keon, like they don't have much punch in their forwards, and because of that, like we're talking about Appy Coruscant, and I'll cut Cook a bit of slack. He's got no forward pack to, to run off the back with. of. Appy's coming off the back of the best forward pack in the comp, <coughs> whereas Cook, yeah, if your forwards aren't getting going and you're a hooker like Cook, it's hard to it's hard, it's to, hard. yeah play how he likes playing. It, it is. And speaking of hookers, mm-hmm. it's time to do our starters, our most popular segment. Posted every week, all over our socials. There aren't too many positions left to go. We've done best wingers, mm. centers, fullbacks, halves combinations, lock forwards. 
Look, there's, there's which still, only leaves a couple. There's not, there's not many left. But I mean, it can change throughout the season. It can. You know what I mean? It's only been twelve rounds now. It can. So, I mean, top five. Let's get into it. Top five hookers in the NRL. Bernard, go. I'm going to go Reese Robson for five. Very. The Cowboys are firing this guy. Young hooker. He can go all day. He's a fitness fanatic. He's great defensively in the middle. He's got a good ball out of dummy half. I think he's been very consistent for them. He's pretty much taken over Jake Granville's position as dummy half at the Cowboys. So, Reese Robson, very underrated hooker. He's my number five. Number four, and he's on a slide down. It's Damian Cook. Just hasn't looked like, like himself this season. I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack, though. The forwards aren't giving him much. He hasn't had much to work with. It's still Damian Cook. You know, he's still got that X factor. He can dart out a dummy half. He can create something insane. He's got pace. We just haven't seen it enough this season. Number three, my personal favorite in the NRL is Reed Marnie at the Parramatta Eels. He's coming to the Bulldogs next year. Another very underrated hooker. Can go all day. Makes tackles in the middle. Doesn't have a spark about him, but he's extremely reliable as a hooker. You know, gets the gets the team in the right direction, provides great service for both his halves, uh, and I can't wait to have him at the Bulldogs. Yeah, he'll be a great signing. Number two, Harry Grant, one of the young stars of our game. He can do everything. Got such a mature head on his soldiers, shoulders at such a young age. He's only going to get better and better. He'll be there for the Maroons. Big game player. He would be number one if it wasn't for this bad man. Happy Coruscant, because now he's working with the best forward pack in the comp. But That's true. he's consistently, you know, scoring tries, providing, you know, great ball to his seven and his six or to his first receiver forwards. He's just always finding opportunities for his forwards on the line as well. And he's a, he's a presence out of dummy half. He's always looking, he's sniffing around the ruck. So I think he's a great pickup for the Tigers next year, but he's definitely the best hooker in the comp at the moment. Agreed. Honorable mention, Blake Braley. Blake Braley, just, just how Cronulla are going. Yeah. And again, he's on par with Reese Robson, young hooker who just does. Agreed. Been a, he's been good for them this year. Yeah. And as always, guys, before you roast us in the comments, make sure you watch the full podcast. Exactly. We've then you can say whatever you want because we give honourable mentions as well. But that's top five hookers done, Bernard. And now it is time for the HIA. HIA, where we discuss things that have caught our eye this round and upcoming. And I want to jump into straight. Uh, a state of origin oh, preview because up now. Let's go. The teams go. are the teams are getting announced fairly soon. But look, we're in about a week period. Slater's pretty much set his side on pick and Munster and Caelan Ponga is one. And we've had a sneak preview of Brad Fittler saying Tedesco is going to be his fullback. Tedesco will be there. So we've got a bit of room to work with. But with injuries, and we've touched on it, you know, in the last few episodes of the podcast. But injuries to Turbo, injuries to Cameron Murray, Latrell being out. Yep. Uh, so our cent- the centers for New South Wales are, are going to be a fresh pair of centers. Yep, I think. And then who's going to be a fourteen with Pappenhausen out as well? So I, I personally think it's going to be a very competitive I think Origin so series. Yeah, and Queensland have players in form. Those Cowboys players like Ruben Cotter, yeah. Selwyn Cobo from the Broncos are going to be there. I still think New South Wales are going to be too good. Like even our second and third stringers, like our centers, in my opinion, should be Stephen Crichton, Katoni Staggs, no Cameron Murray. I agree. Oh no! Who's going to fill in the best lock in the comp and leading the Dally M? Isaiah Yo. Yeah, no, no. Cookie's out of form. You get the inform hooker in the comp. Brad, I still think New South Wales. Brad Fittler's good. got a lot of depth to, to work. Insane with. Insane amounts of depth. Fourteen. Nico Hines. Nico Hines. Got to sure. be. Or, unless he sticks with Especially Jack Wyden. In a uh, landscape he, he, now where your players are going to get HIA'd or sim binned, he's yeah. he can but play think about fullback. It. Can Tedesco play in the goes down. Hines can slot in. If yeah. the halfback slots down, Hines can slot in. He can kind of be that roving player as well, that Ponga, when he first came into origin, he yep. was kind of roving around yeah, the middle. Yeah. Or you just chuck him on as a 13 and yeah, just let him exactly another right. middle. But I, I think with the injuries to New South Wales, there's an argument that Queensland can have a real good sure. dig at this yeah, series. Yeah, for sure. The only place that there's separation is the forward pack. Whereas New South Wales have a, a lot of forwards to work yeah. with and, and it's can Queensland forwards aim up. Josh Papali, he's always a fixture in, for in, sure. in origin. It's just Ken knows Tino will forwards. be there. Tino will definitely be there. But Ruben like, Cotter now. Forwards like Fodawaka. You know, yeah. does does he get a gig again? Like, who who are he you should. picking to to match up against New South Wales pack? And because I think, look, the outside backs you can you can match up. I agree with you that Katoni Staggs and Crichton will be the centers. 
Can Taylor Kai maybe get a gig? I think he'll probably be on so. that emerging no, list of forwards. So. Uh, they might bring centers. him in the in the squad. I think yeah. especially because Sharks have that bye that week, so but they'll can, bring him will in. Will Burden get a look in, knowing his his uh, you maybe. know relationship with the Penrith players? But I think Crichton's a lock because he plays with Luai and, and Cleary. Yeah. But it's it's going to be interesting who Freddie goes with. The big one is the dummy half. I know Freddie likes to stick with his. Oh, he'll, he'll be Cook. He'll be yeah. Cook. Well, who who else is going to be Happy? Happy starts. I think he's got to. Especially because yeah. of all the disruption in the team with these injuries, continuity is key for me. If you can have your 6, 7, 9, and 13 all play from the same team, I think that's priceless. I love Cook. He's been great for New South I Wales. That's a great but, shout, actually. Yeah. Man, think about it. Like Now, the modern sp- the spine is always, you know, your 1, 6, yeah. 7, and 9. And you just lift it straight from Modern Denver. football now, your 13 is now your spine, really. And especially the way Isaiah Yo plays. So if you can have four out of the five from the same team, with your team being disrupted with injuries, it's invaluable. Do it's got to happen. Win any games during Origin because listen about well, good thing is they about to play if, once Imagine now. they pick Appy, right? Who do they play? I'm gonna so you got you lose your your six and seven guaranteed. So Cleary Luai out. Yeah. Then Cried you lose Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo. Like that's a big chunk of your team. That they is, play is the out. Bulldogs on their Origin okay, week that week. Win, so yeah, they'll get the win. <laughs> Bulldogs, as a Bulldogs fan, yeah, Bulldogs no, no, they'll, full they'll, strength though. Let's look at Bulldogs their team. Bulldogs full strength. Let's look still. at their team. I take New South Wales Cup Penrith team to beat the Bulldogs at this rate. Let's look at their team that played the Roosters. Coruscant. Say, say Coruscant's in and Cook gets picked Cook. if he goes if Okay, he goes let's say right, Coruscant, Martin, and Yo will all be in origin. So that's three already. You're saying Coruscant's going to be in origin, in origin? Well, let's assume he is, okay? okay. Let's assume Coruscant is. Okay. Cleary, Luai, Crichton, To'o. That's seven players out of their starting 13. That'll Liam be Martin. Don't forget Liam Martin. Liam Martin, I put him in there. He'll okay, come off sorry. the bench for sure. Oh, he couldn't. Yeah, no. Nah, he'll. So they'll they'll plug in. They'll have to plug in a, a couple of New South Wales Cup players. To be fair, they they, so they deep, relied though. on Tyrone May. Yeah, in previous that's seasons. a big one. They don't have. So Burton. they don't really have. But they did have Sullivan, who they plugged in at and the start of the year, well. who, who just slotted Dylan in. Dylan Edwards will still be there. Yeah, and like Tyler May will be on one wing. Isaac Tago's still there. He's been, in I'm my opinion, you, he's been playing better I'm than Kyle. I think they comfortably beat. I think they still do. They still got Kickel, Leota. Yeah. Geez, they got the best forward pack in the comp. They think got the best it. team in the comp. So think about Sorensen's a big man. Like, how good did, but how good did he play? He's yeah. another one. He's slotting. They've Kenny will come into that team. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think yeah, it no, would take. Fine. So they only have the one game. Only one game because now they don't. Remember, they don't play one weekend. They have that one week where Origins on the weekend, yeah, yeah, so yeah. all the teams don't play. So now you've only got a cop. The first one Origins game. a Wednesday game, so it'll be that. Yeah. Game. So now, yeah, each team only has to go one game, which is better for teams like Penrith. Who else plays on that first week? Who do we have? Oh no, sorry. Where am I looking? Hang on. Who else plays on that first week? So you're going to see the Roosters. Although we'll only have Tedesco. Yeah, so the big one will be Penrith. Penrith yeah. Storm over the bye that week anyway. But yeah, that's my opinion. I would start Appy, even though Freddie will probably stick and with And then Queensland, you've already got your spine sorted out. You've got Ponga, Cherry Evans, yep. Munster, Harry Grant Hooker. Harry Again, Grant decent Hooker. spine. That ben, matches hey, up. Ben Hunt, 14. Great spine. I agree. Great spine. And he's, been, he's, he's up there with Dallium at the moment. He's been carrying the Dragons. He's been ben very Hunt. good. On his back. Very, very underrated player. Yeah, ben no, Hunt just I, cops a lot of shit because of. I like him, but it's just they got to plug in their their centers, their wingers, and their. And well, Selwyn Cobo will be on one wing, Xavier Coates on the other. Okay. All of a sudden, now they don't have a Phil Sammy play. Like that's yeah, two they're, they're your wingers. Great wingers, centers. Tough. Gagai one center. Always lifts for Origin. Always lifts for Origin. And then who do you plug into the other center? Who's your other center? Who is? Queensland's other centre. It's on the top of my head. Well, who did they play last year? That's what I'm going to look Val, Val Holmes. Val Holmes. Yeah. Again, it matches up Great well. centres. And Val Holmes. Okay, was, so one to five, they're sweet. Six. It, as I said, it's just, it's just back rowers. If you match up the back rowers against yeah. like... Who's going to be New South Is that Nenai from... He's a Queenslander, isn't he? I think he gets a gig. Oh, Unless they go Felice Kafusi. Oh, yeah. Again. Which I'm telling you, yeah, it just matches up. It's just going to come down to the pack and go. Tino, Tino, Papali, you know, Fodawaka, Fafida, Fafida. He 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 again should be there. Man, Apparently. it's a good team. I still and, think we'll and, be. T- and think about Slater coming in. Yeah. Well, and giving them direction. You don't mean uh, you and me could coach the Origin team. Like it, it's more just. Yeah, a, but I, I just think like you, Slater knows as a former player. I think he can get the boys up more than Kevy could have. Yeah, you know I what I mean? So. couple of players will be coming in there idolizing him. Selwyn Cobo, yeah. those young guys. For sure. They'll be, it's going to be a very good state of origin.
But next up on the HIA rank, we've got... We don't talk much rugby on the podcast because... And again, we, we've slouched rugby a bit because they don't get much coverage. You know, they're just on stand sport. There's not a lot of advertisement for Super Rugby. But big announcement over the last few weeks that the Rugby World Cup will be coming to Australia. Male and female. Male and female World Cup. So 2027, it's looking like. Nice. And I'm going to say it's a bit exciting because they make a, they make a big event out of it. The last World Cup was in Japan. What I will say, Bernard... Rugby is dead in this country. <laughs> international rugby, though. International rugby is great. Yeah. You ever watch those Kiwi teams yeah. in the Super Rugby? Always a, good. When there's a Bledisloe, it's we just sell dead out here. Yeah. ANZ Stadium. International rugby is great. I would say it's the the only World Cup that's better is the football World Cup, like soccer. Yeah. That, that's a it's a great World Cup, man. I'm cheap to have it here. We had one here when you and me were little. That, the the Johnny is, Wilkinson little yeah. field goal in Japan. It's played all over Japan. It's not just like, okay, let's park up in Brisbane or, or Sydney and do it at Olympic Park. But it'll be, it's big here. Like, it's big in Perth. Yeah. Rugby's big in... They're, they're, and we've got the... I've always said this about... We can have any sporting event in Australia. We've got some of the best stadium infrastructure in the world. How many new mm. stadiums do we have now? North Queensland's ready. We'll have the new um, Sydney Football Stadium as well. Up the stadium. Bank West to play it as Bank well. Bank West. Oh, sorry, There's now no it's uh, Combank Stadium. Combank. They're sorry. changing that like the wind. Even a core will yeah. have the final. Like We have got all the stadiums in Melbourne. We've got plenty of stadiums. I'm pumped. It'll Get my good. Azuri jersey on. Yeah, Let's I'll go. definitely jump back on the uh, on the Australian you know, Wallabies bandwagon. Oh, look, I don't watch a game of Super yeah. Rugby, but I'll get <laughs> exactly. the Wallabies jersey on for yeah. sure. Yeah, but you wouldn't. That, that's exciting, but Super Rugby's... Yeah, no, I think we've got to address the state of rugby at the moment because right now, if you had to look at the landscape of Australian sport, you're putting AFL first in terms of crowd engagement. AFL Rugby League, top of Australian yep. sports at the moment. For then sure. I'm honestly going to say A-League takes third. Yeah. In front of Super Rugby. For sure. Oh, without, without doubt. Super Rugby, yes, they've had the additions of international teams in Fiji and New Zealand and they've kind of made it a big comp. They've had additional teams right. coming. When was the last time you watched a Super Rugby game? I, I don't think I've watched a full Super Rugby game. Again, there you There's go. a limitation <laughs> of, of, of Stan Sport being in there. Unless I've got a yeah. bet on and I've included a, a very short price favourite. Uh, when the Brumbies it, are looking yeah. good. Yeah. Or, you know, the you know the, the Highlanders, if you, you want to bank on them losing a game. I, I, I haven't watched a full game of Super Rugby in a long time. And it's just, that just talks to the management of Super Rugby. They need, they need some form of entertainment or something to come in. Because Shoot Shield is kind of more entertaining. I've got... Mates that play, mates play, you know, yeah. that, that play, you know, Sydney Uni or first grade rugby. Our producer is a, went to Joey's, which is a big rugby school. That's um, what I mean. It's, and he was showing me schoolboy rugby. Yeah. Honestly, it looked, that got me G. I, I wanted to go to a It's more entertaining there. on a schoolboy and, and shoot shield level than it for is sure. at a super rugby level at this point. It's got to be a little bit of just hype for it as well. Because like when, when we were growing up, super rugby felt big. Like when the Waratahs were playing, you knew they were playing. Yeah. And I don't think the private school boys would appreciate us opining on rugby too much. But no, I, I, I think they would agree with us saying that they need to figure out their pathways yeah. into these super rugby teams. And, everyone go, and just to be clear, like rugby isn't dead. Rugby's no, no, no. Doing, rugby is flourishing everywhere else except here. Yeah. So we need a revolution. Well, think about how rugby league goes. You got your club levels. So I'm saying like Bulldogs have a comp, a district where they have their SG Ball, Howard Mats, and then, you know, it's you can go into your boy, 20s. You can go into your 20s, a New South Wales Cup, whereas, yeah, rugby is... It's very old boys vibes. Yeah. yeah, and then you can maybe... You've got to be at a really prestigious school to kind of get a look yeah. in. There's no really good pathways into a Waratahs or, you know, a Reds, for example. It's very private school wanker vibes. Yeah, I and I, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. Great sport, though. And we'll be there, gosh, we'll be 30 at that World Cup. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, be getting, we'll be getting on. Hopefully I'm married by then. You will be. You will be. There'll be a very lucky lady. This one caught my eye, Bernard. Very touchy topic to talk about. So we're going to try and navigate it in the most, you know. No, no. I'm happy to disappoint on whatever. Lovely. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Wimbledon. Yeah. Now, big saga. They're not letting Russian players play. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it is now not being considered a major point-wise. So they players will not be getting ranking points because there's something like 2,000 ranking points available. And yeah. it's not fair because Medvedev who is the world number one and would most but likely still be a favorite. As like, as it'll a still be a slam. major, it's still a grand slam, like uh, prize money wise. It's just, you will not be getting grand slam points for that because Russian players. But say if someone like Nadal wins, is it treated as another grand slam? I'd assume so. Yeah. But is she, she won't get points for that. Okay. I like this because I do agree. It's unfair. Like if Medvedev 
if Medvedev can't play, then it's yeah, unfair. It's he a reasonable decision. Point. It's a reasonable decision. It then opens up on a whole nother Pandora's box of this whole debacle of letting Russian players. Well, I definitely think it is stupid. I agree. Not to let the Russian players play. Because I know they're trying to take a stand and do their social justice. I know McDonald's left Russia and all these people stop offering yeah. their services in Russia. But it's sport at the end of the day. Separate politics from sport. Yeah. You, you can't really force a Russian player to have an opinion on anything in politics. It's like, you know, where players like Ernest Cantor in NBA try and speak out against China yeah. or anything like that. It's it, it's kind of frowned upon. But the NBA can't say, okay, he can't play in a game. Yeah. He's still a player. And as you said, like, we can't pick and choose when we can be political. Like, all this stuff, like, whenever we, there's a ban on Palestinian flags, but then mm. you can, there's Ukraine flags everywhere. As you said, like, when Mesut Ozil t spoke out about China, he basically lost his Arsenal contract because of that. So we can't pick and choose when we want to be political. And I think if there's no direct, like, if Russia isn't making money yeah. directly from Medvedev, which I, I don't think they would be, it'd be Medvedev, then but, why can't he just represent them under, like, what they did with the Olympics, like, what was the name of the, the, I don't know, the Olympic states of whatever, I don't know, he just, he goes, you know, incognito, he doesn't represent anyone. But, but also, it's not like Medvedev has come out and said, yeah, I back Putin to the hills, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, has, has come out with a polarizing statement. And, and, and then that's their grounds for of not course. letting Russian yeah, players come. They've just out now I think it's not true. let Russian players come. Like, yeah. you know, you don't know their personal uh, preferences or political ideologies. Like, just let them play tennis. Yeah, I, I, no, I agree, man. I think there's a, like, there's a fine line. What Russia's doing is wrong, but why should they suffer? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And and it's it's stupid. And now with not having points, it's, it's kind of like... You know, look at the crowds at the French Open. Are, are people going to be caring about Wimbledon? Not, I know the players won't care because the prize money's there. Like <laughs> I'd go, I'd go play yeah. for the Mills, but yeah, it's just not going to be the same, is it? Nah, it's not. You know, just my opinion is leave politics out of sport, and if you want to bring them in, then we got you got to bring them in everywhere. Don't just pick and choose. Hundred percent. But I thought we navigated that topic quite well because it's a sensitive topic, Bernard. And if you know, if you don't have the same opinion as the masses, <laughs> as you've realised before, Look, sometimes uh, you get... Don't, don't mind. I don't mind getting cancelled here and there as long as... Uh, you you know. can't get cancelled. <laughs> you cannot get... You're uncancellable. <laughs> Tell you one, two people that aren't cancellable either. This caught my eye. Mm -hmm. KSI wants to get back in the boxing ring and he wants to fight Jake Paul. I'm going to say it. I reckon Jake Paul flogs him. Now, we've doubted Jake Paul from fight to fight. Every single fight Whether I've doubted him. Ben Askren or I'm when done he's coming up him. against Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. But now, you t I take him as a serious contender. Man, he's legit. You know what I mean? Even Eddie Hearns kind of said, like, okay, the kid can fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I think I think KSI's barking up the wrong tree. I think so, you too. Know? I, I reckon Jake Paul with, would. With more and more fights, Jake Paul's gotten better and better. KSI's really had the you know the one-off fights here and there. I think it's silly for him to jump in to, to a ring with him. I think he's going to get embarrassed. But he's come out. He's called him out. He says he wants to step back into a boxing ring. I think he's... Getting in there because he lost some money recently on the uh, the old cryptocurrency. Yeah, he jumped on that Terra you know, Luna. A few people like that. So Luna, lost, lost absolute. A, I think he lost a couple hundred k or something like that. So I think he's uh, he's looking for a payday, and Jake Paul is that payday at the moment. Yeah. So Jake Paul just I take my hat off to the Pauls, man. Amazing businessmen. They know yes. exactly what they're they doing. Exactly and I think do. Logan's getting mentored by uh, old mate Gary V. Really? He's, yeah, he's navigating through crypto, cryptocurrencies, through little projects he's doing. He's got his podcast firing. They just know how to promote. And like whoever Logan fights next will be. And I guarantee you there'll be a Logan versus Jake that everyone will watch as well. I'm not going to lie, man. I, I find the whole crypto thing pretty funny. Like yeah. people losing their money over crypto, man. Because like, I feel for people that have lost big amounts of money. But just the amount of people that... Would want to be experts, that, yeah, or? man. That would act like they're all of a sudden like they're on Wall Street. Like, man, <laughs> come on, just stick to like it's it's glorified. The only mathematics you do is like when you tear up a bag or something. Like, don't then start. <laughs> there's no difference between me chucking on a ten leg multi and exactly. My, don't try. You know, if you, you know, just say, "I mean, I got no idea about yeah. this coin, but I'm putting money in it because everyone else is exactly." Sweet, right. but don't so, try and justify it. You've got no idea. They've got no idea, and now you know you're paying the price. I hundred percent agree. But speaking of boxing. There needs to be, and we've spoken about it before, Adamo, but there needs to be a Sydney Australian Jake Paul that comes out. You know, no limit. I'll have, tell you what, Ben. danced I, around it and I, said, well, let's put a couple of people I'll on tell the you what, Ben, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting across him. That's you, bro. We're going to get in there. We're going to get you. in there. And I, I'll tell you, it happens before the end of the year. 100%. End of year card, we're not going to give too much away. You're going to fight someone. 
and this is in, this is all in the dream. We'll get a promoter. Mm-hmm. We'll do some stuff for you know. We'll, all the proceeds go to charity as well. Charity of your choice, Bernard. 100%. And then me co-commentating with Spanion. That is a dream. Get it team. done. Get it That's done. That's the Ray Warren and Phil Gould of boxing. Like right I there. said, that America is uh, is we we can take that model. Yeah, and I think there's there. a market for it, especially with how TikTok is nowadays and how people are you know interacting with people online. It's 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 a no brainer. We definitely need a boxing. There's a couple event. big TikTokers that I would be putting on there straight away. But you'd be top. You'd be top of the list. I'm game to jump in if the you're ring. You're a promoter though. Like if I'm George Rose, mm. I'm putting you on the co-main event of something because I, I I'd honestly argue, bro, you would get more eyes than most. Well, most I think it just ninety five percent of boxes in. I'm this not. Country. I'm not going to come out and say, yeah, I can get eyes. But like like how Paul Gallen brings but eyes to also, a card, yeah, it just it gets, exactly. brings a demographic. Hundred percent. But you're you not doing I mean? any, like you're not taking anything from these guys. If I was a boxer. Like, I'd be hitting you up and going, bro, let's team up together. I'll go main event because you're going to bring eyes. Alan Techers, all these other TikTokers mm. are going to bring eyes. It's a great way to promote. Hey, and I'm game. I wouldn't mind. I'm not scared to get knocked out. I'm, I'm keen to have a crack. I'm getting, I'm getting in that but ring. All I can say, guys, you can't see it right now. Bernard is looking trim. How much <laughs> you weighing at the moment? About 84, 85 kegs. 85. Yeah, bulk yeah. up a bit. What is it? A little winter bulk for the big fella? Yeah, look. Yeah, I'm getting a bit pudgy. Getting a bit uh, leaning on the diet. But look, if I'm getting in that ring... I'll tell you right now, I'll be getting in there shredded for the weigh-ins. What weight? What's your fight weight? I reckon, yeah, just below 80 kegs, I reckon. Get lean, sh- lean, lean out to 80. I don't want, and you, you give me Paul Gallon vibes, you know, you <laughs> getting in there, you wouldn't be afraid to get hit. I don't know, I don't know too many TikTokers that would want to fight you. Hey, but I guess we'll say, hey, end of the year, keep an eye yeah, out. Yeah, keep an eye out, guys. It is, it's not in the works actually, but it will be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lastly, we're not going to talk about it too much because I hate talking about it, but the bunker mm. had an absolute stinker. Over the weekend. I feel like we're just talking about this a fair bit from I round know, to man. round. Like, you know what really hurt it was that they've been really black and white with the obstruction. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw, did you see the Knights one? When he catches it behind and then runs behind the play and passes it. But they said because he passed behind his back, it was sweet. It was a shit show. Like, I didn't care personally because I tipped the Broncos. So I was there going, yeah, great call. But I, now I, they're mucking up calls that they've been nailing. Yeah. I just think that obstruction rule in general... Is always a gray area. Yeah. Well, you know what the problem is? Like, there's two sides to it. I was, I think it was Gordon Tallis or someone said it. Like, the Kloon, I think, was impeded. Like, he can, can we, like, you know, they can work through it as well. Like, Cleary tried it against the Roosters where lead runner runs through it and he stick his arm, stuck his arm out and then yeah. just, like, makes a meal out of it. Like, it's now becoming so soft that the second you touch, like, we've got to use a bit of common mm. sense. How many times do you watch one now? Like, you know, they make a meal the out of it, they throw it, and they milk it. It's yeah. like, man, but there was like six players till he would have got there. Like, he would never have got there. Yeah. There's some, look. It's black and white. It's, I think it's not black and white. The, but the problem. bunker is put in place to make decisions faster yeah, and less complicated and be straight to the point, be reviewing it while the game's in play. But it just doesn't seem like that's what they're doing. It, decisions are taking longer. Reviews are taking longer. They're always getting calls wrong. So it's like, have a, like, take a step back. And say, do, do we just go back to a video ref? Use the bunker as a video ref? Or, yeah. like, wh- like, what's going on? Do we just rely on, are we happy with just refs making a call? Like, because it's just, it, the games that we want to we want to get faster is getting slower. Yeah. And it's just, they're not getting the gun result. That obstruction call, I thought was an obstruction. I thought so. I thought you it was know what I mean? black and white, too. It, it's like, where do you draw the line of where that pass can be thrown? Yeah. Was that player Peter? Did he run into him? So... I don't know. You know the problem is with the NRL, I think, I've, I've always thought this, the NRL, in my opinion, as a product, the game, is the best in the world. But it has got the worst public image and culture surrounding how we watch it. Like, you ever watch NRL 360 or something? All they fucking do is talk about refs. I've n- there's no other sport in the world where they just obsess yeah, constantly about refs, off-field Bad incidents, decisions. dramas that aren't even dramas. Yeah. Like, the game itself is cracker, and I, I, I truly believe that. Like, I truly believe you could take yeah. this anywhere in the world, and they would love it purely as the sport. But it's just got the worst. Well, look at the culture. NFL. Look at the NFL, and I think you probably have to come down hard on the players and rugby as well. Rugby have a no, you know, ref chat policy too. Like, they, you don't see a lot of players arguing decisions no, in rugby because they bring out that red card very easy. Yeah, and in in the states. You know, you don't see a lot of coaches applying on ref de- bad ref decisions. Yeah, but and even if they do, yeah. and if it is a bad decision, they live with it and they move on and to move the next on, round. As you should, yeah. Like you said, they put a lot of emphasis on it but, here, and I like as as many bad calls as there are. I think yeah, refs deserve a lot more respect, and 
just the culture around referees just and bad decisions. Like, like, like you shouldn't have players and captains going up to the ref asking for justification of the call. The call's been made. Just fucking yeah. get back, get back the ten and move on. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, when they argue with the player, like, yeah, well, like the, the ref's just gonna go. You know what, man? Like Jerry Hargraves, you're right, bro. I'm gonna change my decision. That, that's probably a thing they should introduce. <laughs> exactly right. It's <laughs> like, why do we need to justify it to the captains? Why is there an even need to be a discussion? Just move on with the call. Make the call and and go. That's it. Yeah, I agree. No, it's. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy because look at all the cool things you could talk about. Like Penrith, the Cowboys, I guarantee the number one talking point will be the referees. Mm-hmm. 100%. And let's get into our long shots for the week. Yep. We've, we've had a couple of long shots hit. We have. And we've a got few a couple missed, running that, as well. But that's we're, why they're long shots. Exactly. And now my long shot for the week, I'm, I'm going to go with Queensland to win Origin. We, we, we've spoken about it on the podcast today. I think it's going to be very tight. Wow. I'm going to say with Billy Slater getting the boys up, if the forwards can aim up, it's going to be 2-1 Queensland's way. Jesus, so on New South Wales. So I'm glad you like. Hey, and very... this is a guy from New South Wales that backs New South Wales to <laughs> the hills, mind you. I'm just saying, don't sleep on Queensland. We're riddled with injuries in the back yeah. line. Queensland 2-1. I'm going to go the opposite. Okay. I'm going to go New South Wales win 3-0. Oh, mate. <laughs> it's a long shot for a reason. And I think New South Wales, even with injuries, our, our second stringers, so to speak, are still, I think we're way too deep. This is our golden era. It'll be a competitive series. Mm-hmm. If we win the first two, we're going for three. Okay. It's a long shot. I think we'll win the series. Okay. They're, they're both our long shots. I just want to make the record clear. Let's clip this up for TikTok, producer Shabs. And, uh, you know, I don't know, on a tipping schedule, I'm, I've cleared ahead. So let's just, we'll, we'll look at this after game one. We'll put these clips up, dated. Yep. I'm saying 2-1. Queensland, he's going 3-0 New, New South Wales. That's why it's called a long shot. Speaking of tipping, just so to, to clarify, so if anyone's been following, we tip, Bernard's pulled three clear. I'm in trouble. Are we finishing at the end of the regular season or is it finals as well? I'm happy either way. I think we go finals. Because right. it, it spices it up a bit more okay. and it gives you a bit I'm of a get chance a to come back from three. Look, I'm move on. three's not a clear lead. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can definitely... I can have a shock Look, of a you, round. Look, you pulled two clear in one week. That's what I need. I just need a week where yeah. I just get my... Ah, oh man. South aren't getting tipped again by me for a while, and neither yeah. are the dogs. you got to watch that. those, like, favourites out, you know, in those games where they can go either way. And I like tipping the green machine. They've, done, they've yeah. undone me a couple weeks in a row. But look, guys, keep an eye out on socials for our tips on Instagram. Uh, also, TikTok. If you're not following us on TikTok, we're firing on there with our starters. And our just opinion on... Our Rushmore did well. We, we did. announced our uh, Rugby League Rushmore last week. We're talking NBA. We're talking, you know, rugby now. There was a yeah, few oh, asking was for rugby in chat. There. Something a bit of tennis like. in there. So um, keep an eye out on socials, guys, at the B-Team Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. But another episode in the books, the big one The big one And here's to plenty more, my friend. Yeah. Absolute pleasure. Guys, wherever you're listening to us on your podcast, B-Team Podcast on Spotify or Apple, make sure you're giving us a five-star rating as well. Bernard, see you next week, my man. See you next week. Take care. Thank you.